0: Purifying Truths with Ace Star. Thank you so much for tuning in today. My goodness, we're so happy to have you. Today, we have with us a very special guest, all the way from Baltimore, Maryland, Miss Jana Jones. She is a phenomenal woman, a woman of character, and a woman who has so much to share. Welcome, The Purifying Truths.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored to be here with you today.
0: Oh, the pleasure is all mine. We're going to jump right in. Just state it where you were from, and we'll just kind of wrap all that up towards the end. We'll understand why we pointed out that you're in Baltimore, but happy to have you with us. So glad for the work that you do and the light that you shine on others and your gift of service. Let's dive in, starting with who are you? Introduce yourself. Tell us about Jana. Yes. Yes.
1: So my name is Jana Jones. I am from Baltimore City, West Baltimore to be exact. I am entering into a new chapter in my life as an author. I am the product of a single mother. My mother was an avid writer and reader. And growing up in West Baltimore, we know the area has been immortalized in certain movies and television shows and the reputation of being a very, very rough neighborhood because of the drug use and the violence. And I'm a product of the 80s. So I grew up surrounded by that. That was outside of my window every day as I went to school and I was out with my mother. So it was something that I was very well aware of. But like I said, my mother, she was a lover of the arts, lover of the written word. We Faithfully walked every Saturday, we didn't have a car, so we walked every Saturday to the Cathedral Street branch of the Enoch Pratt Library. And that's where I essentially began my love of writing and reading because I knew that there was a world bigger than what I saw outside of my door. Mm -hmm. And books allowed me an entryway into that world. I was able to fly with the eagles, soar with the the dragons, and all other Mm -hmm. type of characters that I met in my books. So I've always had a love for reading and writing. Becoming a writer really was the inevitable conclusion because reading gave so much to me. So... I just had to give back and pay it forward. Mm-hmm. So that's really what led to my journey as a writer.
0: Mm-hmm. So you describe your childhood as something that one may think of as detrimental. One may think of as hopeless. But yet, you took that and you turned it around. You use your arts, your reading, your writing to escape. So let's talk a little bit about those that maybe. In that situation now, because we may not be in the 80s, but drugs is very prevalent in many neighborhoods. There are many neighborhoods where there are youth that are dealing with what we dealt with as youth that is in poverty, maybe dealing with real adult issues in their childhood. What advice would you have for them to give them hope?
1: I would definitely say it's never too late. Hopelessness can be very strong almost as if you're in a box with no way out, you're in a maze. But just know that who you are is valid, it's needed, and you're here for a reason. Everyone is born with a unique set of fingerprints. Mm. And it's important to realize that only you can provide the touch to whatever it is that you build or create. You're the only one with the secret sauce. I, I call it the secret sauce. But it's important because there's a feeling of, well, why me or who am I? The who am I feeling can be very strong as folks feel like they had nothing to contribute. Mm-hmm. And that that's a very prevailing feeling. But it's important to realize that we are here for our own destined reason. And we can never lose sight of that. We can never let the feelings of hopelessness overtake our purpose of being here on this earth, in this life.
0: Indeed, we cannot be overwhelmed by feelings. We go through several emotions every day, and I totally agree with you that they are just feelings. What you feel is not necessarily true, and the truth is not necessarily what you feel. When we're looking at those that are struggling and we're trying to give them advice, we have to dig deep and figure out what was it for us I understand that you had a parent that was an advocate for you to read and write and to be on the positive path per se, but some don't have that. And when you speak of Baltimore, it's not the same as Beverly Hills, even in 2022. Please share with those that have made a couple of mistakes, understanding that we are all unique, just as you said. We all have gifts, but what can they do to open the eyes of the youth today.
1: At that age, when you're young, there's a feeling of one, you think you, you know it all. Uh-huh. But on the flip side, you realize that this world is so big and there's so much that you don't know. Life is scary. You want to appear assured that you have the answers, but in reality, we want to make sure that we're going to be okay Mm -hmm. with the changes that we see every day in the world. I would say for those who are working with young people who just feel like they've hit a wall, just keep going. I am a former youth worker myself, Mm -hmm. and I know the feelings of wanting to steer them down the right path. We want to make sure that They're okay. But at Uh the same time, it's important to realize you can't shield everyone from everything. People are going to make mistakes. They're going to have Uh experiences. That comes with life. There's no such thing as a polished life. Mistakes Uh are going to happen in that lessons are learned. I have two younger brothers. They're both in their early 20s. And I tell them all the time, don't see things as losses. See them as lessons. Don't take Uh it to heart. Keep going. Keep pushing forward. Because sometimes it's easier to pack it up and shut it down and go, you know what? i wash my hands. It's it's done. I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. And that feeling of just being at the end of your rope. I know it. I've had it. It's very much real. But at the same time, there is no breakthrough without going through the hard stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's really essential that we keep that in mind. This is not going to be an easy life, an easy journey. This goes for anyone, regardless of age group. You Mm -hmm. have to keep in mind that we're all on our own journey. I tell my siblings all the time, run your own race. And it's important to know that this is your path. Don't ever give up on you. This is your journey. This is your path. It's essential. We need you. So don't give up
0: that is so very powerful. Run your own race. Definitely. There is so many people around that it's telling you what to do, how to do, when to do. But we have to sometimes block out the voices of even those that we love to focus on what we're doing, what lessons we're to learn, the path that we're to take, And certainly keep going. Mm-hmm. Don't give up. You don't know what the next step is going to bring. As it goes, it's usually darkest right before the dawn. Your dawn could be on the horizon. I love the message that you have. It is a message of hope. Many times we are put in a box. You put the we as whoever you like, women, people of color, people of a certain economic status, whatever, people of a certain religion, and you're put in a box. And so you are very well-versed in whatever it is that you're surrounded by or that box. So many of us are well aware because we listen to the news, we hear the radio about what went on in Flint, Michigan. And I guarantee you, if you say the word Flint, Michigan, you'll get a reaction from the person that you're speaking with. That is detrimental in itself. No disrespect or downplay to Flint, but everything that is going on is not presented to us. So I want to talk about what happened that I'm comparing to Flint. Please tell us what happened.
1: Starting in the 40s and the 50s, Baltimore City, like a lot of major metropolitan areas, had issues with housing discrimination, with redlining. In that certain communities were relegated to certain parts of the city, certain homes, certain dwellings that were not in the best condition. In that we learned that there was contaminated pipes, there was contaminated paint, contaminated water which had an impact on the families, again, living in these dwellings that really were not up to code and standard. Mm-hmm. So because of that, tests were ran, studies were conducted. To this day, there's still a lot of finger pointing. But what was at least agreed upon was that the effects of being exposed to these contaminated products impacted the development of children mm. the children living in these homes it impacted their cognitive development it impacted their behavioral responses it it knocked everything off balance mm-hmm. so i really wanted to further explore this story and tell this story to people who still all of these years later They are not aware of exactly what happened to these families. Mm. That was my mission to to get the word out.
0: I love that you brought a light to it. I knew nothing before learning from you and doing my own research because of you, of what happened. And I did not live in Baltimore, but Mm -hmm. I was doggone close. And I know that it's not just Flint. I know that it's not just Baltimore. It's something that has been swept under the rug way too long. And so I encourage all of you not just to hear, but to research and to read for yourself. There's so many things that are public record that we don't even look at, that we just take the word of whoever interpreted it for. And that goes from whether you're talking history or whether you're talking religion. There's so many things that we just accept because of what we heard, or we don't look into because we haven't heard anything. So I encourage you to open your eyes, open your ears, and I appreciate you shining a light on this, Jana. You were intrigued by it, wanted to spread the word, and so that, I'm assuming, inspired you to write Vivid. If I'm correct, please confirm, and if not, tell us what inspired you to write Vivid.
1: You are definitely correct. In Vivid, I truly wrote the book that I wanted to read. Like mm. Toni Morrison says, sometimes you have to write the book that you want to read. And I mm-hmm. definitely did that with Vivid because Vivid tells the story that if you're from Baltimore and if you're of a certain age, you know. But so many people did not know this story. I Mm -hmm. I continue to get emails and DMs and messages on my social media continue to this day from people saying, we did not know this. And I feel like I should have known, like this should be something that we Mm -hmm. hear about just as much as we hear about Tuskegee, Mm -hmm. considering how long it went on. And just the devastation that it caused so many children um, who, you know, now as adults, they're grappling with how to make sense of what happened to their body when they were just babies. Mm -hmm. So with Vivid, I had a story that I wanted to tell. I said, this does not have to continue to be unknown and i tell people that vivid really haunted me i had the story floating in my head for years Mm. i just didn't have time because i had a very very demanding job schedule by the time i got off work i had just enough energy to cook myself dinner And maybe, you know, watch a movie with friends. I didn't have time to sit and write a novel. It wasn't until 2014, I told some friends, I said, I have this story. It's haunting me. I have to get it out of me. I'm going to start writing this year. So actually, on my birthday in 2014 is when I began the first draft of Vivid. And continue to write, continue to write. I stopped for about six years. And I picked up the manuscript again in 2020, right around the beginning of the pandemic. You know, Mm -hmm. everything was shut down. No one knew what was going on. And Vivi came back to me. I was home. I picked up my laptop. And I just began writing and continued on. Just the words poured out of me. And it was a very surreal experience. Seeing the story come to life, the characters became so real. I just was on a mission to get this story out. And Vivid came to be.
0: That's amazing. I love that you took your own advice to keep going. You didn't give up. Even though it took multiple years, you still finished what you set out to do. You're the person to tell the story. It was haunting you. I encourage all that are listening, whatever your truths are, whatever is haunting you, whatever you have not revealed, take the time and do so. I too wrote a book and it's the many facets of a star, but the point is the purifying truths, which launched into this podcast. We all have truths that once we expose them, reveal them, we're free. Do you find that you're now liberated that you have completed that task?
1: Oh, definitely. I mm-hmm. feel so free. I feel so powerful.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I feel like I've overcame something that really could have consumed me, Uh but I'm free. I hope that I have helped the families who experienced this so that their story can continue to be told, that it will no longer be buried. Uh And that freedom frees me. It's been a very overwhelming feeling of knowing that I created something that's going to outlive me Mm -hmm. And I set myself free in, in doing that.
0: I love that you're liberated. I also love that you're helping to liberate others. This cliche that if you don't know your history, then it'll repeat itself. We do not want that to happen in our lives or the lives of our loved ones. When you shine a light on things, you open eyes and make it known That change must take place. So I applaud you for following your heart and writing Vivid. We're not gonna talk too much more about the book because you can find out all you need to know about Vivid, about what we're talking about went on in Baltimore on Amazon. It is a must read. We want you to buy the book. We want you to read the book. We want you to support. (laughs) (laughs) Buy it. (laughs) But most importantly, we want it to inspire you to change. the way that you get your information so that you're not caught behind the eight ball, but you're aware of what's going on, when it's going on. And secondly, tell Jana what you think of her work. Give that review. It costs nothing. Please write a review. Authors appreciate that just as much as the purchase of the book. And I speak from my own experience. So tell us what are you up to now? What is next for Miss Jones?
1: Yes, I finished a piece of episodic fiction. You can find it on Kindle Vella. It's called Mm -hmm. What Happened to Alice. It's a little bit of family saga meets Southern Gothic. For those who are Mm -hmm. interested in like the Southern Gothic, the real paranormal type stories, it is a very engaging read. So check it out on Kindle Bella. It's called What Happened to Alice. I'm working on another novel that is going to contain elements of my discoveries, I do genealogy. So I do a lot Mm -hmm. of family research and I've made a lot of very interesting discoveries in searching my family history. So I'm working on a novel that incorporates what I found. That's an ongoing project, something that I really want to see brought to light, like Mm -hmm. how I brought Vivid to light. So definitely there's so many family dynamic stories that we have that we might, No, but don't know the full story, and there's so Mm -hmm. many backstories. So I really want to bring that to light. So I'm working on that as well. I'm writing a screenplay. (laughs) Oh Um, that's a romance. I'm looking to shop that and kind of see where I go with that. Just I'm exploring my options. I'm really tapping into my creative side and seeing What's there? I've always had the stories in me. Now I'm making a conscious effort to bring them out.
0: And mm-hmm.
1: I'm I'm not going to, you know, turn off the faucet, so to speak. I, whatever stories that are in me, I'm giving them permission to come out. I'm working on a few things.
0: And your work is so profound. It comes from such a place of purity. It reminds me, and I hope I don't offend you when I say, but I'm a great fan of Tyler Perry. Mm. It reminds me of him because he had so much or has so much in him. right? Yes. We got the screenplays, we got the videos, we got yes. everything and it all was inside of him. So I understand what you say that is in you. Yes. And all of us have stories in us and those stories are not for us. Is to help others on their journey. So thank you so much for sharing all that you do. And yes. thank you for all that you do. And I didn't know about what happened to Alice. I'm going to check that out today. I thank you for letting us know about that. Thank and- you. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you for tuning in to Purifying Truths. Thank you for being a guest. We'd love to have you back again and follow you with all of your endeavors. Now, how can the audience connect with
1: you? So my website is Jana, J-A-N-A, J-Jones, so com. That's where you can find me and all of my work and previous work that I've done. I'm on social media, on Instagram at Written by Janna. They'll just find me there. I try to update frequently just to let people know what I'm involved in and what I'm working on and stay in touch with my readers. And I've been able to connect with so many great people. So it's been a very rewarding experience. So Written by Jana on Instagram. Check me out there.
0: Will do. Will do. Written by Jana. Yes. And also, Star's Facets has a book club and you are in the Read List for Vivid, because I really think that this is a powerful read and that it should be shared. So during the month of November, we, the members of the club, will be reading and discussing Vivid. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for all that you do. Any other things that maybe we can help you with? Are you looking for anything from the audience?
1: I want to piggyback on what you said about leaving ratings and reviews as an indie author. That's so important. And not just for my book, but for all books that you read from indie authors. Word Mm -hmm. of mouth is essential. Spread the word. Essentially, as an indie author, we are both a writer and a marketing team and Mm -hmm. a business person. So, it's a lot that's involved in getting our books out there to the forefront. So, Mm -hmm. definitely support your indie authors through your ratings, your reviews, word of mouth. Just say, hey, I read a story. It really sat with me. Check it out. It's so essential. As readers, as reviewers, the work that it's done Just is vital. So, for sure, definitely spread the word about all good indie writing that you read. We appreciate it. It's needed and it's sincerely appreciated.
0: You never know who will be helped by what is in between the pages of a book.
1: Definitely.
0: Thank you so much, Jana, for being with us on Purifying Truths. It has truly been a pleasure to have you on.
1: I am so honored to have been here. Thank you so much. For giving me this platform. It's been great connecting with you, and I look forward to our relationship and our connection in the future. I sincerely appreciate it.
0: Yes, yes, me too. And thank you for tuning in to Purifying Truths with A Star. You too can connect with A Star on Facebook and Instagram at Facets of A Star. Tune in every Saturday at noon for exciting new guests who illuminate the world in the various facets of life. Shine bright.